0: Stop what you're doing. We got a trade to talk about. Aaron, let's get into it with the lead. Spicy, very spicy stuff happening today around the NHL. We got a three way trade to discuss and maybe some interesting dominoes that could be falling around the NHL. We're getting into it all today on Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio and live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where Cassian Heart. That's confusing. Pretty soon. I'm going to have more minutes played in the finals than Kachuk. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Stanley Cup final a little bit as well. Matt Kachuk's been ejected twice in two games. That is interesting. And the Florida Panthers, they are in a world of trouble right now. Down to nothing to the Vegas at Golden Knights. Alex Neal is in and says, Kachuk shouldn't have received either of those 10 minute calls he got. I actually kind of agree with you on that front as well. Um, Yeah. Cassian for hearts. And again, I guess I can check Provorov to Columbus off my bingo card, a trade in the NHL. If you missed it, we do not have the full deal quite yet, but here's the basic structure of it. The Columbus blue jackets are getting Ivan Provorov from the, from the Philadelphia flyers. The flyers are taking Cal Peterson's contract from the LA Kings And they're getting Sean Walker from the LA Kings. The Kings are keeping 30% of Ivan Provorov's salary. So Provorov goes from Philly to LA. LA is going to keep 30% of that Provorov deal, which I'm just double-checking the numbers, $6.75 for two more years. So they're keeping two more years and like $2 million more or less. They're getting out of the Cal Peterson contract, which means they are getting out of how many more years? Two more years of five million, and they're getting rid of Sean Walker, who is two point six five for one more season. So they're basically freeing up five million dollars in this transaction and losing Sean Walker. The expected domino that's falling there is going to be an extension for Vladislav Gavrikov, who is scheduled to hit unrestricted free agency on July first. So the Kings. We don't know what other pieces could be involved here, but it sounds like they gave up Sean Walker in order to get out of the Cal Peterson contract, more or less. And they're taking on some money from Provorov to make things work. Columbus is getting Ivan Provorov. So the Blue Jackets, just a couple of days after it came out that they're going to be hiring Mike Babcock to be their next head coach. They're adding a legitimate top four D-man to their lineup. I don't know if Provorov's a top two guy, but I do think Provorov is going to compliment Zach Warensky pretty nicely on that Blue Jackets back end. And Columbus is sending the message that, hey, we don't want to miss the playoffs the second straight season. Expectations were high this year in Columbus. They ended up coming close to last in the NHL. They don't even win the lottery. They have the third overall pick now. They're going to try rebuild this thing relatively quickly. So that is also an interesting part of this. And then you have the Philadelphia Flyers, who Danny Breer said it's going to be, well, not a short rebuild in Philadelphia. This move kind of lines up with that. You get Sean Walker, who they're undoubtedly going to flip probably before the season starts at worst by next year's trade deadline. That's a guy who's going to get them an asset. I think he's in kind of the Brett Kulak world of being worth maybe a second round pick at next year's deadline. Maybe he's even worth a second round pick this year to a team that's looking to round out kind of their top six. Maybe that's a little much. Philly also takes on two years of Cal Peterson. Why are they getting a goalie? Are they just going to bury him? Or do they maybe have plans on cashing in on a young Carter Hart? 24 years old, one more year until he's an RFA with Arborites. There are rumors swirling online. They haven't come from credible sources, is what I'm going to say. Actually, okay. yeah. See, I don't know. I see David Pagnota's got some stuff about a potential Carter Hart deal, and he is a legitimate source, but I'm always, this time of year, very, very hesitant to believe anything that's not a Saravalli, Friedman, Johnson, LeBron, Drager kind of rumor. So David Pagnota does say the Flyers are working on a trade involving Carter Hart. I'm just saying let's not run too wild with this one quite yet. But things are certainly moving in an interesting direction today in the NHL. We have a lot to get to. for for Giant question. Player grade for UFC 289. AMA travel trade machine. Liam Horabin. It's been seven minutes. I honestly forgot to throw to you because I'm so wrapped up in this three-way deal. You're chewing on your hoodie string because you're so dialed in. You're trying to figure out why this makes sense. And where's Carter Hart going to go?
2: I I had to write down what was happening, Tyler. There was a lot of moving pieces in there. A lot of rumors are happening. And I just ordered my Carter Hart Edmonton Oilers jersey. So hopefully Don't say that shit.
0: (laughs) Don't bring that stuff. Don't get the chat all fired up. Christopher Palmer says, Who plays in net? Uh, Well, yeah. Christopher Palmer says, Who plays in net if Hart leaves? All they have is Sandstrom. Well, now they have Cal Peterson. If you aren't the first overall pick, baby, you run out Sandstrom and Peterson for 82 games next year. They'll get the job done.
2: They must really like Macklin Celebrini, Tyler. That's all I'm going to say for next year's draft. Because if that's what they're going to go with, they are going to be very, very bad. Very bad. Maybe Jack Campbell. Whew.
0: I don't know. I don't think it would be Edmonton if we're being honest. I just know they seem so. pretty set in their Skinner and uh, Campbell duo, you know, (laughs) if you're going to do it, considering what Philly just took on and Cal Peterson, it's probably Stuart Skinner, right? Like you're building a deal like that. And then you're just getting more expensive between the pipes. It would be tempting as hell though. Obviously I think Carter Hart is close to a franchise level goalie. Um, Mm -hmm. Man, a lot of, so Anthony DeMarco is the guy who initially sent out the tweet. He's got like, and again, not to play this game. He's got like twenty eight hundred followers on Twitter. I don't know if he's ever broken anything. He does. He says he's an NHL correspondent for the fourth period. David Pegnote obviously followed up on it. I'm trying to see if yeah. he maybe had something earlier. No, see, he didn't even have anything. I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical about that. Is kind of what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, that's the one I kind of saw too, and I thought. ah. Once I hear it from somebody else, maybe I'll start to believe what I'm at. I don't think Carter Hart's involved in this trade by any means. Like I don't think uh, the L.A. No. Kings are going to be getting him. Imagine they shipped out Provorov and Carter Hart in this deal. That might be the worst trade ever. So
0: we're all, yeah we're also waiting to see what else is going on in terms of assets flipping back and forth in this deal because Columbus. All we know from the Columbus perspective is that they're getting Provorov. We don't know what they're giving up in this thing. They do have LA's first round pick, which is a decent pick. I would assume that it's part of it. I don't think you're getting Provorov for less than a first, considering he's got two years of control left. So I would assume there's at least a first going in this deal. Man, I'm interested by Columbus now. $16.8 million in cap space. You're going to basically now drop down to $10 million in cap space with this acquisition. Your blue line is now Warensky, Provorov, Goodbranson, Boquist, Jake Dean, and then you got some bottom pieces, Bayruther, Bernie, Blankenberg, and Andrew Peak. Andrew Peek's pretty good defenseman; I don't mind him. Your forward group now is Goudreau, Laine, Roslovic, Jenner. They're getting Alexander Teshier back in the mix here this season. Kirill Marchenko had a great year. And then all this young talent, Cole Sillinger, he's going to be in the mix. Kent Johnson is a really good hockey player. And they're probably going to add Leo Carlson in the mix here. David Juracek, Carson Kuhlman, two really good young defensemen in that system as well. I think this Columbus team, again, the Babcock hires a big swing. I think they could actually turn it around pretty quick.
2: Well, I think, I think so too. They were supposed to be good last season, right? And injuries just kind of plagued them a little bit. If they can get some half-decent goaltending throughout the year, then that's gonna—that's kind of the big thing for them, right? If Merc Lickens can, can turn it back to what he was a couple of years ago. But yeah, this Columbus team isn't as bad as it may seem, I guess you could say, after finishing last.
0: We're all living this news live in the moment together. And if you're like, Tyler, why are you getting all excited about this? Because we basically have nothing to talk about on a day-to-day basis. And this fell into our lap four minutes before the show. I'm fired up <laughs> about it. Elliott Friedman tweeting this could lead to a Gavrikov extension in with the Kings. John bucci chimes in and says probably around six to seven million for Gavrikov on what a Kings executive told me during the playoff series. Obviously, they'd like to get that smallest six number. If they pay Vlad Kafrakov six million dollars a year, that is a laughable error from the LA Kings. He's a darn good defenseman. Very he is good. not a six and a half, seven million dollar defenseman.
2: He'd be getting paid more than Ekholm. Take that a comparison. Um, but that Hilarious. that would be horrendous. He's very, very good. He did a very good job of containing McDavid to an extent in that series, yeah. but. Boy, oh boy, 7 million,
0: yikes. Big yikes. Big, big yikes. Um, wow. Okay, so there you go. If you're just chiming in or just joining us, I should say, on the DFO YouTube, here is on the Oilers Nation YouTube. I called it DFO YouTube, oh boy. If you're just joining us on the Oilers Nation YouTube, here's what you missed. We have a three-way trade that went down today in the NHL. Ivan Provorov is going to Columbus. LA is keeping 30% of his salary. They are moving Sean Walker to Philly. They are also moving Cal Peterson to Philly. There are more assets, more pieces that are going to be moving. That's the structure of the deal. When you consider the fact, and I get that I understand that they got out of Peterson and all this, but they're keeping the 25% of Provorov for the next two years. It's almost like they're holding $9 million in cap space for Gavrikov now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I know that's probably a bit of a broken way to view it, but still it's wild.
2: It's it's unnecessary, I think is a good way to good way to word it.
0: All right, let's catch up to what you're all saying in the chat. Mulick says a first and second headed to Philly from both respectively. Boy, that would be a lot from LA. I don't even know if LA has the picks to do that. I think a first and second going to Philly from Columbus, or are you saying a first from Columbus and a second? from LA that would maybe make a bit more sense, but also you got to remember Philly's getting Sean Walker for nothing in this. And they're going to be able to flip him for probably something here. So that is a positive asset Philly got for taking on the Cal Peterson deal. Mm. Um, give us your uh, Carter Hart speculation. Where? What team do you think could uh, go hard after Carter Hart? Uh, Alex Neal says Columbus should trade for Lindholm. They're going to be good mm. in no time. Uh, yeah. I think they could use a top six center. Mm. Obviously, you're going to Ken Johnson and and Cole Sillinger and Leo Carlson. you got these young guys that all have experience playing center. All three of them obviously aren't going to be NHL centermen. You have Boone Jenner as kind of your vet on the second line. I actually – I'll push back a little. I don't know if they need a veteran center. I think you can run with the kids next year and just throw good vets on the wings.
2: I don't think you're in any – you don't need to win anything right now, right? Like you're in a spot that you can compete for most of the season. You're kind of like what the Ottawa Senators were to an extent this year where it's like, okay, we just need a positive season to get back on the rails a little bit. And then next summer is when they can expand a little bit more from there. I do think they have a bit more firepower maybe than Ottawa do. Yeah.
0: You all don't want to let go of the Carter Hart thing, so let's talk about it. If this does indeed signal that a trade's coming in Philly involving Carter Hart, Alex Neal says I trade Campbell for Hart to simply rid the team of the remainder of soup's deal. You have no idea how many first rounders you'd have to throw in there. How many high end prospects? Like it'll be a monster deal if Carter Hart does get moved. If we're still in the big like again, we haven't seen it from a big insider that something like this could be happening. So we're we're just playing the hypothetical game here. Uh, right now with this one, but it would be so much. And uh, I am I lost who said it. It was Christopher Palmer. If you believe in Skinner, you ain't bringing in Harden. You have Skinner signed to a sweetheart deal. 7.6 million for your goaltending isn't bad. I don't think this is a, I don't think this is a, this isn't like a can't miss thing for the Oilers. Where like, if you don't go do this, you are stupid. I think you explore it because you explore everything in the off season. I'm just mm-hmm. not sure if Edmonton has the ability to pull this off after committing to Jack Campbell last summer and signing Stuart Skinner. Uh, Aaron, flash this up because I actually think this outlines the the King <laughs> side of the deal pretty nicely. Although we don't know the exact details, and some prospects may be moving. Blake just turned Walker's 2.65 million per year into Provorov's 2.05, and unloaded Cal Peterson's five million dollars in the same deal. So, but what you have to remember is it's Provorov for another year, and also Walker is a positive asset, right? Walker gets you something on the trade market. That guy's an everyday NHL defenseman on a decent deal UFA at the end of the season. So you have to look at it like you gave up on grabbing a pick for Walker at some point, which you probably could have done, and you have now Provorov's two million for two more years, and Cal Peterson. So like you lost the chance to trade Walker but you basically took Peterson's five and turned it into Provorov's two for the next two seasons. So yeah, I think it's, it makes sense for LA unless they had to give a first or second or something significant in this. It does make sense for LA and it should be a win. We'll wait to see what the other pieces are. Um, some of you talking about Gavrikov guitar maniacs. I love that Gavrikov extension for LA. Do you mean you love it from an Oilers perspective? Cause they might give him six years by $7 million. Or do you actually love the deal for the LA Kings? I'm, that is an honest question. Uh, Brian is in and says, "Let them sign him for that." I'm with you, dude. Like Vlad Gavrikov is solid. I don't know if he's worth uh, if he's worth a long term six to seven million dollar extension. I think he's worth five or in that range, six at the most, but six to seven, like John Buchiross said. Oh boy, that is intense. David Pagnota is uh, saying Columbus is sending LA's first to Philly. So basically, I actually, that's a tidy little bit of work by the Columbus Blue Jackets to like get rid of Korpisalo and Gavrikov. You weren't signing them anyways. Get a first, flip the first for a guy who's ready to hop into your lineup and will help you in your top four. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. I think Provorov has a bit of a reputation that. Yeah, here, flash this up, Aaron. This is good. I think he's not as good as some people think he is. He's fine. And you also have to... The thing with these numbers, he was surrounded by Mm -hmm. dog shit in Philly. I really didn't know what else to say there, Liam. (laughs) He was surrounded by not a lot of talent there. And that'll hurt his numbers. I think on a good competitive team with a lot of offensive firepower, you'll see a lot of this red here turn back to blue on his player card. So, yeah. I like the move for Columbus. You don't want to... You have so much young talent. I think teams need to do a better job in general of emphasizing winning when they have high-end young skill on their ELCs. Everyone wants to take the patient approach. You got to be like, no, we have three impact players. Sillinger, Johnson, soon-to-be Carlson, Leo Carlson. Surround them with talent. Provarov's not a crippling contract. His deal's up in two years. And when that deal's up, you're going to be re-signing all your young kids coming off their ELCs. It lines up. Really, really nicely. I think this is a great move to take. And you're still going to add, again, a high, high end pick with the third overall selection here. Um, the it's, Guitar game, we remember- just
2: don't know what LA's getting yet. Like, there's just no conversation about what the LA Kings have got in this deal. Like, do you think it's just going to be like picks, maybe some like minor league contracts just to help balance the contracts a little bit? Like, it just seems, seems odd.
0: It does seem odd. Um, yeah, we'll wait to see. Wait and see is kind of uh, the way we'll go for the rest of the show when, uh, when it comes to this deal here. Three-way deal, Columbus, Philly, and LA all getting involved in this one. Uh, very, very interesting. Carter Hart is the name, could be the name of the hour as we watch. The NHL is probably so pissed this came out during the Stanley Cup final. They hate when that shit happens.
2: Well, we don't. I love it. Quite frankly, I think we should do this every day, Tyler. New trade every day. If, this really beats out if, the trade machine when it becomes real.
0: Yeah, it really does. Hey, hypothetical <laughs> trades for the last 15 days. Not as exciting as the real deal here. Um, we did Wait, not have Provorov to the Blue Jackets, though, did we?
2: We had a Provorov trade, though,
0: right? I don't know. I don't think so. If we, yeah, if Aaron's going to Aaron, dig back. You,
2: yeah, if we did, Aaron, can you pull it up and we'll see how close or far away we were when we did it?
3: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I don't remember either.
0: Oh, boy, that's an awkward place, Dion. Sorry, everybody, that you had to listen to that. My eyes are all tearing up. I'm just so sad that Ivan Proverov's not a flyer anymore. Um, Okay, let's get back on the rails here, I guess, Liam. I almost want to save our Sherwood Ford Giant off-season question, the one that I had picked up for today. I'm going to save it for tomorrow just because I think it's a really good debate and we've spent 20 minutes of this show talking about breaking news. So here's what I'll say now. Here's our new Sherwood Ford Giant off-season question brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant. Which team in the Pacific Division right now, and again, maybe try to keep an eye on like or keep one lens of like what they could do this summer, what team in the Pacific Division scares you the most right now?
2: Um, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to move away from Vegas. I suppose they are in, They're up two nothing in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, so there's got to be good, yeah. but there's some question marks there too, right? Like, Aiden Hill isn't coming back next season, more than likely. I Eventually. would assume they only have Logan Thompson signed up, so. Yeah, I mean LA is good, and they seem to be just that team from the past few years that has just continued to to develop with these players. Guys like Quinton Byfield, like Mikey Anderson, has got a lot better too. So they're interesting. So I will say that I'll say the Vegas Golden Knights are the scariest team in the Pacific outside of Edmonton.
0: Here, so my uh, my pushback a little bit there is here is their cap situation. They could put Robin Leonard on LTIR if he's indeed never going to play hockey again. We actually don't know. If they put him on LTIR, they have $8.4 million they can play around with. They up front have Brett Howden, Pavel Dorofeyev, Barbashev, Bluger. Okay, Kessel's probably like going to retire. So basically, Barbashev and Howden are the two guys you probably want to bring back. All their blue line is signed. And then they have Logan Thompson, so they'll need a goalie. Actually, I could see them bringing back Aiden Hill, man, for like, Four million bucks and run running with him and Thompson next year. That makes sense. I
2: mean, he earned it for sure. He he deserves that money now.
0: Yep. Um, So with eight million bucks, can you get Howden for like two and a half? Can you get Barbashev? You probably have to let one of Barbashev or Howden walk, and then you need to sign a goalie. Might be Aiden Hill. I could see them having enough money for both Barbashev and Hill. I think it'll be close. They'll be really good next year. Mark Stone's health is always a big question. Vegas will be really good. But they don't really have the ability, and this is the point I want to get to here, they don't really have the ability to get a whole heck of a lot better, do they? Right? Uh, like, the cap space is just so limited.
2: Yeah, I guess they're in a similar spot to to Edmonton, right? Where both both clubs are both very, very good hockey teams. And if, that's, if that is what you march into next season with, then I don't think they're going to be too worried. But Vegas just seems to... Just to find a way to create money for themselves, you know, like it's, they do this every single season. So how are they going to do it? Like this season they came in. It's like, what was their goaltender and Brassoir, Thompson and Aiden Hill. And it's like, how are they going to get out of the division? Well, here they are in the Stanley Cup finals. I've just kind of grown to learn that Vegas just, just simply finds a way to do what they need to do. Yeah.
0: Dr. Gonzo says Barbashev or Barbichev is going to get a decent bag. Yeah, like, again, though, if you have 8.3 million bucks, you're in a no-income tax state, right, Nevada? Mm-hmm. Can Would Aiden Hill sign for 3.5 or 3.4, and then would Barbashev sign for 4.9? And those are your two moves, and your roster's filled at that point, you know? I, I think that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on, is what their free agents can do. Uh, Here's your take. Sergeant Battle says it's still Vegas. Ryan Sharp says Golden Knights, but LA is gunning for us. Gooden U actually says Seattle. They got wiggle room and cap space and assets. They're not my answer, but I respect the answer. Alex Neal says Vegas, Calgary sucks. Gavin says Calgary. They don't scare me. A Markstrom bounce back will make them more competitive. Craig Conroy and, you know, if they hire Mitch Love, I'd love that. I think in the room, they'll be a lot better, but they're not the scariest. I think the answer is the LA Kings, though. You look at their cap situation, which is a little bit hard to understand in the moment, but you got rid of Cal Peterson. You're basically going to take that, you know, five point some million dollars Gonna turn it into Gavrikov's extension. So you're gonna have like five million bucks on the rest of the team. Actually, they have a they have a tough time too. Maybe Vegas is the answer. L.A. might have a tough time improving this off season. Yeah, Vegas might be the answer, Liam. I think you're correct. They always find a way, hey. Eh?
2: They they just got it figured out and they show no mercy. Like what if they they tried to flourish yeah. for a seventh? Patcher ready for a seventh? Like they just they really don't care. Which is maybe the mentality everybody needs to have, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yep. All right. Just checking in on Twitter to see if there's any other news. There's our Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question for the day. Drop your take in the chat. Which team in the Pacific Division scares you the most right now? Coming off the heels of the LA Kings, potentially extending Vlad Gavrikov, brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant. Every test drive in the month of June. Sherwood Ford is making a donation to the Strathcona Community Hospital Foundation. So head out to Sherwood Ford the Giant this weekend. Go test drive a new whip. Skirt, skirt. It's my car sound, Liam. Thoughts?
2: <laughs> well, I don't like it as much as your cat sound the other day, but I put it at second best.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh,. S- Adorath is in and says, here's a wild card, Vancouver. That, that ties more into what the short for giant discussion was going to be today, but I'm saving it for tomorrow because I think it's a good topic. And also Frank Saravalli on the show tomorrow. Um, Ooh. If the Canucks can trade JT Miller and like win the deal, which I know is hard to do, but I'm saying win the deal from the perspective of like, you get a good player who slot, a good young cheap player that slots into your top nine, maybe a defense and a first round pick. And then you take that first round pick and you flip it for another good young player in your top nine. And all of a sudden you've retooled this forward group enough where I'd go, Hey, you got a D man in the Miller deal. Maybe your locker room's a little bit better. And look at your new young, fresh pieces in the top nine. Like I was thinking about Pittsburgh as a fit for JT Miller. And we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but like if you could get Pittsburgh to give you oh shit, they have no good young forwards, but like Marcus Pedersen and a first round pick, and then you get like Sam Poulin in the deal or whatever, however you say his name. Then maybe you're like, okay, we got three good assets here. They're all going to help us. We move the first. Poulin maybe makes our NHL team in a year or two. We're better for that. But I don't think Vancouver's at the point of scaring you. I think that mushy middle is interesting because it's very clearly in the Pacific. Edmonton, Vegas, LA. That's your three hmm. big horses. The ne- and Anaheim and San Jose are down there still. They're not ready. But then you have this Seattle, Vancouver, Calgary group. And, hey, one of those teams, like, they're fighting for one wild card spot is kind of the way I view it. Maybe two, you never know. But I think they're fighting for one wild card spot. How those three teams handle their summers is going to be very interesting. Jake is in and says, just tuned in. Is Kenny cooking something up for Carter Hart? No, I don't think so. I would be stunned. Maybe. You know who would make sense? I'm seeing a bit of this on Twitter about the Carter Hart stuff, Liam. The Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. I mean, you look at the way that team's going right now. I think their rebuild is going very, very well. You kept some good mm. veterans. That's nice. That's what you need to do. You got Suzuki, boom, locked up. Kirby Doc. three more seasons at a dirt cheap 3.3. Cole Caulfield locked up. Healthy Uri Slavkoski added into your top six. A top six next season of Suzuki, Caulfield, Slavkoski, Kirby Doc, Josh Anderson, Brendan Gallagher. That's fine by me you can move some money out, your third line at that point is like Christian Dvorak, Joel Armia, and Mike Hoffman. That's solid. Your fourth line is like Jake Evans, Rem Pitlick, Michael Pizzata. Um, They got some other guys in there too, some young pieces that come up. It's good. Their blue line leaves you wanting some. But goaltending is the big question mark. But if you could find a way to get a Jake Allen, or sorry, a Carter Hart, and move out Jake Allen, you move Florida's first this year. That's an obvious one. I don't think you're moving like the fifth overall pick, but you move Florida's first this year and maybe that Calgary first that you have sitting in 2025 for whatever reason. How the hell did they get that? My God, that is a long list of conditions. Do you want, should, for the bit, should I try to read the conditions on this Calgary trade in 2025?
2: Go ahead. I could, I have no idea It'll- what it would be The trade even worse.
0: <clears throat> Conditional pick. This is the Canadians and the Flames first rounder in 2025. Trade on August 18th, 2022. Conditions. One, if Calgary's 2024 first round pick is between 20 and 32, Montreal can take that pick instead. Result, TBD scenario. In the event Calgary receives Florida's 2025 first round pick, if both Calgary and Florida picks are not in the top 10, Montreal will receive the better of the Calgary and Florida 2025 first round picks. Result, TBD. Two, if Calgary's pick is top 10 and Florida's pick is not top 10, Montreal receives Florida's pick in 2025. I'm only halfway through this. I can't finish this. <laughs> this is giving me a headache. They what have the another trade? first round pick. Was this it the Monahan was trade? Can, so I think it stems from the Toffoli trade. Or maybe it is oh. the Monahan trade. One of those two deals had a first round pick with a weird condition on it. But then when Florida and Calgary did the Kachuk deal, there's like a weird wrinkle of like, depending where Florida finishes and where Calgary finishes, Montreal can decide Hmm. whether or not they want the pick in that year or the pick to move. And everything's confusing, basically. Point is, they do have two extra first round picks in the next three drafts that they could dangle in a deal for Carter Hart is what I'm getting off my chest here. I'm viperisk. I'm already confused. Yeah. No, man. I tried to read it. I had it in front of me. Made no sense.
2: What about Buffalo? Ah, okay. What, what, what are they got to
0: with? Yeah. See, but they got Devin Levi and Uka Pekalukin. I don't think uh, they, yeah, they have right. two good young right. goalies, and I think they love Levi. I know they love
2: Levi. Yeah, so that probably doesn't work. People keep saying Ottawa. I can't even remember what his goalies are right now. Craig Anderson's gone.
0: Yes, that is correct. <laughs> uh, they they had Cam Talbot this last year, and Anton Forsberg right. signed for two more. Talbot's a UFA. They got Mad Sogard and uh, yeah, Mad Sogard and Anton Forsberg. So, could you do a deal with the Flyers that involves like Mad Sogard being a piece of it and? You don't have a first this year, and you don't have any bonus picks in the first three rounds for the next three years. So you don't have a lot of draft capital. I don't think Ottawa's got the horses unless they're going to move a high-end D-man.
2: Yeah, that's kind of a, an interesting one. Then I, 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 by the sounds of it, they're not very high on Matt Sogard. I, I don't believe from what oh, reports report played were, some games this year. He's a he's like six foot seven. I think he played for Medicine Hat, so he's a oh. not a bad goalie to take a shout on.
0: Hear me out on this. All right. You want to turn your franchise around in one summer. Chicago Blackhawks?
2: What do you even give back?
0: So they have two firsts this year, the Bedard pick and Tampa's pick. Next year, they have their own pick and Tampa Bay's pick. Year after that, they have their own pick and Toronto's pick. So those are both top 10 protected, but that's fine. This year, they have four second rounders two third rounders the next two drafts they have two second rounders in each of them and next year they have two more third rounders tons of draft pick capital for them to potentially move on from that's yeah, interesting I mean, man that's, I don't know it's not a bad if option. all Philly wants his picks
2: yeah because yeah, it's not like money needs to be moved in this deal is it? he's still on his rookie contract so it's kind of he's yeah, 3.9 more mil, but
0: Chicago oh, needs oh, the money okay
2: Either way, yeah, it's not a lot of money. Yeah, I mean that's not a destination I've really thought about. It'd be interesting to see for Chicago. It would definitely speed things up a little bit. Is that what they want to do? I'm not hundred percent sure, but you do gotta get guys in there who can play with Bedard. And I mean Carter Hart is gonna yeah. steal you some games. That's why Philly wants to trade him, because they don't want to win games.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That'd be something, man. Carter Hart, Connor Bedard. Uh, you could turn things around pretty quick there in Chicago if you're smart enough. And hey, even if you just give up two of those bonus first round picks you have, you're still getting prospects in the system. You got four second rounders like you're going to get talent is my point. And you need to get I don't think you want Connor Bedard to be playing on a basement dweller next season. So why not? Why not? Uh, you know what? We're going to actually even skip over our player grade for today just because we've got so much to still get to today. It was going to be Kyler Gambamoto, our player grade for UFC 289. Coming this Saturday on pay-per-view. Also live in Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Six Canadians on the card. A good amount of Canadian content. And Nunez versus Aldana as the headliner. Liam, do you have your spot picked out? And what is your drink of choice when you sit down to watch UFC?
2: Uh, when I watch UFCs, I actually go with the little rum and coke, Tyler. When I, if ah. I'm watching at a bar, that's what I go with. If I'm watching with my friends and, you know, the drinking games are, are commencing while the fights are going on, but... My friend who's actually from Vancouver, weirdly enough, is coming to Edmonton to watch these fights this weekend. So we are gonna do something exciting.
0: That doesn't make a lot of sense. I feel like nope. you should have gone to Vancouver, Liam.
2: Mm, I'm hey, I'm with you. I, but I don't make the rules. It's we'll, his house. I know it's to stay. <laughs>
0: uh anyways, we'll uh we'll we'll save our player card for tomorrow's show. Um Bunch of stuff here going on, man. I'm losing track. Today's show has been a whirlwind. I'm not used to shows where a bunch of things actually happen. Let's get to our trade machine for AMA Travel. Find them online, amatravel.ca. What do you want to save on when you travel? Doesn't even matter what you want to save on. AMA Travel can help you with all of it. Travel insurance, cruises, vacation packages, guided vacations and coach tours. Also save on hotels, car rental, attractions and tickets. All of it, amatravel.ca. Before we get to today's, We did have a Provorov trade machine, and this was it. Provorov for Maverick Bork and a second-round pick. If it ends up being a first and a second for Provorov, we actually kind of did good. Uh,
2: This one's not bad. This one is not bad. I feel like the, the money involved in it we didn't take into consideration as possibly being a cap dump. We're trying to make hockey trades here, people. But yeah. yeah, like you said, if you get a first round pick out of this one, too, to wherever, I guess, Philly, then it's essentially the same. You just got to add the, the shitty contracts onto it. So I think we I think you did a good job on this one, Tyler. Sorry, sorry. The trade machine did a good job yeah. on this one. We don't know who makes the trades.
0: I think that was a smart one. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to today's trade machine. I don't know if you heard, Liam, but there's some rumblings out of Ottawa that Alex DeBrinket may not be signing. He's an RFA with a qualifying offer that's like $10 million. It's bananas. He had a bit of an underwhelming season his first go-around in Ottawa, 27 goals, 66 points. That's not $9 million numbers. But if you want to keep him in the fold, you either got to sign him long-term or give him a crippling qualifying offer. Ottawa probably doesn't want to do that. So he's on the trading block. And here's my trade machine for today. You know who wants high-end skill? the Carolina Hurricanes. Ottawa wants to take a step towards contention. This is how they do it. You move on from DeBrinkat and you bring in Brett Pesci from Carolina. Carolina's sitting there. They got enough good D-men. You need to add more scoring punch up front. Alex DeBrinkett scored 40 goals in the past. He's a young player. You can sign him to stay with this core that you have. And he's not a game-breaker superstar, but everyone's sitting there going, Carolina needs to acquire a superstar. And I'm in the mix on that. Like I've said it. It's not that easy. I don't think they're just going to magically go get a top 10 player on the trade market this year. Those guys don't become available all the time. But what they can do is go out a 40-goal guy in this deal, and it won't cost them very much. Give up your first-rounder. Give up Brett Pesci. Senators, boom. You get an extra vet. All of a sudden, you got Bernard Docker and Sanderson and all these young D-men, and now they're playing with Shabbat, and they're playing with Chikrin, and Pesci's there to calm things down and take those heavy PK minutes. And then you can take that first and play with it. You want to make a pick? Make a pick. You want to go trade it for another young forward? Go trade it for another young forward. I think this is a deal that makes a lot of sense for both sides. Carolina's top six would then be Ajo, Dabrinkat, Svechnikov, Tara Vining, Kakaniemi, Natchez. They have Seth Jarvis in the mix there as well. They got some pretty nice pieces all of a sudden. I think this is a good deal.
2: What about Poyavi?
0: So, like I said, they have a bunch of really good players in the top six Aho, Tara Vining, Kakanyemi, Jarvis, Svechnikov, Debrinka. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, the, I mean, Carolina wanted Timo Meyer, right? And I mean, if Debrinka yep. and Meyer are similar in, in stature, I think, I don't think they're absolute stars in this league, but they're elite hockey players. So, I think a, a Debrinka is someone Carolina would definitely want to bring in and You know, maybe they can get him on that long term deal. They seem to actually do a pretty good job of of wrapping guys up down in Carolina and getting him on team friendliest deals, which also benefit players too. And I mean, if you're moving on from a Brett Pesce, I mean, look at the blue line already. They've got a very, very good defense core there. You can sacrifice a player like that. And they're in win now mode. They should have, that series against the Florida Panthers could have really gone the other way. I, you know, it was a close one, so first round pick to them should really mean nothing if you're getting an Alex to <laughs> which could have been a game changer.
0: I like this comment in the chat from Reed Graham who says, Or you use that first round pick to go get Carter Hart. And hey, if you're the Senators, you recoup a first round this year, trade this year's first and next year's first, plus Mad Sogard. Maybe that's not even enough to get Carter Hart, but still, you trade those pieces. You go get Carter Hart. Now you've turned Alex Debrinkat and a couple other assets into Pesci. Your blue line's better. Carter Hart, goalie of the future. And your forward group is good, man. Stutzla, Kachuk, Giroux, Batherson. So solid group. Shane Pinto's going to be in the mix as well. Josh Norris should be healthy next year. Solid little group there. So, yeah, we'll see. There's our trade machine. Yeah, here we go. A look wow. into the future? <laughs>
2: What's now that is, I can't believe they got the photo done already. That is crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, already uh, done his guess, picture day.
2: For, uh, for the at Tyler, do you think he's just going to, do you think he wants that $10 million? I know that seems stupid, but like, do you think he wants that? Or do you think he's in the market to sign him a lesser deal for a long term? Is there any kind of speculation around yeah. that yet? Or is he just not going to be I- in Ottawa? Is that kind of it?
0: I just think he, I think it's a bit of both. And I think he needs to understand that no one wants to give him that $10 million QO. He's probably smarter to just get like an eight by eight or an eight by seven, whatever it ends up being Sign long-term somewhere. You are 25 years old now, right? You Mm. need to, you probably want some sort of security in your career. So there we go. Uh, Kevin Week says the trade call was just completed. Um, Kings, Flyers, Blue Jackets three-way deal. So uh, we will uh, we'll see what the deal ends up being. I want to maybe hang on here for five more minutes to see if we can get the official announcement from one of those teams to see the deal. Um, a lot of you, a lot of you was my sister was telling me Carter Hart's been dealt. I heard Carter Hart's been dealt. Um, Hart went out. I don't. I haven't seen that anywhere. If anyone has like that, huh? I haven't
2: seen it. I've been scrolling.
0: Okay. Waz spewing shit from home. Can't even walk in here and tell us what's going on. If Carter Hart's been dealt, we're gonna stay on for a little bit longer. Carter Hart. I'm Twitter searching his name. This is the kind of insight you get here. I haven't. Yeah. See, there's no one. There's no one big talking about this right now. No, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Um,
2: I got all the notifications on Tyler. Once it comes through, we will know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do also have uh, all the on. So. Okay. Anyways, there's our trade machine. Shout out to AMA Travel. Uh, Frank Saravali's coming tomorrow for Star Mechanical. So you know we're getting the goods for Mr. Saravalli on his Wednesday hit. Uh, let's take a look at... <laughs> Reed says, if Waz heard it, then it must have been on TikTok. Who are the TikTok insiders, Waz? Quit gatekeeping information. <laughs> it's like four of you said Carter Hart's been dealt in the chat. Tell me where you heard it. Ah, you haven't heard it anywhere. There you go. You're all liars. Uh, okay. Like Gary Bettman. Our Betway, our Betway other sports report. Liam, I know you're not a big PGA Tour guy. I'm very confused by what's going on with PGA and Liv merging, though. Um, mm-hmm. Just from like the general look of you trotted out Rory McIlroy made him defend the PGA. All of these guys that stayed turned down hundreds of million dollars, like the big names, to stay and be loyal to the PGA. They were told, hey, these guys that are leaving, like they're your enemies. They're taking dirty money. Jay Monahan, the president or commissioner or whatever of the PGA, he screwed these guys hard. Because in less than, what, a year, to turn around and then take money from the Saudis and live? and form this coalition and say, hey, all these guys who we said were suspended for life, losing their tour cards, blah, 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 blah. We made them out to be your enemy. PGA players, you said no to those big checks would have changed your life. Guess what? We're letting all those guys back in. Oh, don't worry. We're going to find them. We're going to get them good. Obviously not going to find them $100 million. I think it's ridiculous. I think the PGA is a shit show. I think Jay Monahan's got to step down. I think this is, it, it's probably good for golf to get all these guys back playing under one umbrella. I get it. But there's a part of me that feels weird about it because I don't like what the live tour, who the live tour was started by.
2: Uh Yeah. Like I, I'm not a massive golfer. I watch the majors and that's kind of where I stand. So really this hasn't changed too much for me because they were just all there anyway. But t- so I just want to understand this. The live tour golfer, live still exists, right? Like they're just going to be, have the option to kind of do either one? I think so does that also mean PGA players can now just go take a paycheck from Liv Golf without losing their PGA card?
0: Maybe. So maybe, maybe they can go get their money. But again, like so may- the swallowing of your pride of like, oh, after I bashed this tour, like Liv might be like, no, screw you, Rory, we're not taking you on this.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, there'll definitely be some golfers that just do it out of respect for themselves and integrity, I yeah. suppose. But I bet there's some, if that's now a possibility, they're to just go and do this tour in wherever it may be to make hundreds of millions of dollars rather than going golfing in. I don't know the Edmonton open, whatever it may be.
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, no Stanley cup finals tonight, no NBA finals tonight as well. So what TV show are you watching, Liam?
2: Well, I have been on the succession train. The show just okay. ended. I'm on episode nine. So I've been cruising through that one. Not very quickly. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. There's this show on Apple TV that I want to watch called Shrink, which I think yeah, yeah, me is too. Yeah, Jason yeah, Segel. Is Siegel. it Harrison Ford? Yeah, yeah. What a weird duo. So I kind of, I kind of want to get into that when people saying it's a uh, Jason Segel's best work since How I Met Your Mother. So there you have it.
0: <laughs> I like that show. So why not? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Weeks sitting on a plane with someone behind him sleeping um, says it's going to be a first-round pick. The LA pick that the Blue Jackets got for Gavrikov is the piece going back to the Flyers. So a first for Provorov is kind of how it boils down for Columbus who get Provorov at like $4 million bucks, which is actually an underrated part of this, is that they're getting him for a really cheap contract. That makes him a lot more mm-hmm. affordable. I never really talked about that angle of it. Um, so, so there you go. The big everything news in
2: this, that was... We already knew all that though, right? Isn't everything, I think so, yeah. everything weeks, we kind of knew?
0: Yeah, weeks kind of said everything <laughs> we knew. Uh other sports report, I'm gonna do my best to oh, did something wrong happen? Oh. Oh, we'll see. Whoa. Oh, oh that's moving on in a weird way. All right, we're back. We're we got, left. Uh we anyways.
2: Got, we got more info, more info. You ready? Uh
0: oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, give give me this.
2: Grands and a second round draft pick, a part of the package heading to Philadelphia from the LA Kings as part of the Provorov deal. Okay, so that's kind of what we suspected a little bit too.
0: So you're moving a prospect and a second-round pick and Sean Walker to get out of Peterson's deal while also taking on Tumila Provorov. I'm torn on that from an LA perspective. Like Tyler Mulek says, LA retaining salary now is weird. I feel like you've given up a lot here just to get Gavrikov signed to a big money extension, I don't know. I don't know. I need some time to chew on this for LA. I li- so I think I like is... it for Columbus. Yeah. I think I like it for Philly. Getting some assets. They're in a rebuild, right? I don't know about LA.
2: So this this player that was in the in the trade, Helga Granz, is a right shot defenseman, twenty one years old, thirty fifth overall pick in two thousand and twenty. Had nine points in 59 games a season with the Ontario Reign yeah. compared to what he did last season, the year before, sorry, was 24 points in 56 games. So he had a, what happened to him? But he was, he did not do well at all.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm going to be watching the Blue Jays tonight. Uh, Kevin Gosman on the bump for the Bluebirds as they look to bounce back against the Astros after Alec Manoa just got the shit beat out of him yesterday. I feel bad for the dude, man. Dude, he sucks. I know. I wonder what they're going to do. I don't know if it's like go down to Buffalo. I'm not sure how they can finagle the roster, but I think it's a a very like put him on the 10-day IL, send him down to Dunedin. Keegan Matheson had this tweet. He was like, send him down to Dunedin, put him on workout routine, let him throw a bullpen every three days. Tell him to go sit by the beach and golf and throw his phone in the ocean and come. You can come back in 20 days and we'll give you another start. But I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Alec Manoa. That dude just seems so broken right now. And I feel for him. But um, yeah, we'll see what the Jays end up doing. Kevin Gosman on the bump tonight. They win a lot of ball games when Kevin Gosman is on the bump. So I'm going to be firing up my Betway account. Maybe throwing a few shekels on that. Why not? Davin says, you didn't talk Golden Knights, Panthers. This is a Panthers podcast. Hashtag Panthers Nation. Um, gotcha. I, they got steamrolled, bro. That's the bottom line in, in this game two of the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> the Golden Knights were the way better team. Bobrovsky looks human. You roll Bobrovsky out there in game three, but if you're Florida, you need to get your focus back. Kachuk's running around. The hit on Eichel was awesome, sure, but you need to keep your head on straight. They've lost focus. They've lost discipline and it is... The reason why they're down two nothing in this series. They also can't defend off the rush and a handful of other things. Um, so yeah, that's my thought. Did you have a thought on Game Two of the Stanley Cup Final?
2: I I didn't watch. It was nice to see. Uh, I I did see the highlight of Kachuk firing the rat towards the Vegas bench, which I thought was very fitting. Um, the hit on Iko was clean. I thought the hit on Radko Gudas was less clean, and. Yeah, there you go. I think Vegas is probably going to win this now in five.
0: I still say six, and that's why I'm betting on Panthers plus two and a half games. But there you go. That is a uh, wrap from the Sports Closet Studio. Find them online, sportscloset.ca. Tomorrow, another Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question for Sherwood Ford. Frank Saravali for our friends at Star Mechanical. Our player grade for UFC 289. Another AMA travel trade machine. All coming to you live at noon. Mountain, Liam, enjoy your day everyone watching, hit the like button before you go. You can also enjoy your day and we'll chat tomorrow.
3: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.